Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Week 5 of the Road to the London City Marathon and today Sonia Sullivan and I will look at the all-important long run. How do you get it just right? How do you get the most out of it? From the pre-run essentials to the run itself, the navigation of the pace segments and the most essential component of all, the post-run recovery. Sonia will explain it all and answer some of your questions. Later in the show, we will look back at your running weekend round the parishes, look ahead to the Cove 10 with local legend Pete Howie, and head to the Phoenix Park for my first training camp session of the year with everyone's favourite physical therapist and coach, Vinnie Mulvey. Sonia, you're in Arizona by the pool, no less. <laughs> How was your week yeah, been? Uh, the, pool, the pool is actually a cold pool, which is not a bad thing. I, I go in there some nights um, up in my shorts. I don't go... Pull it, in, but um, I will stand in there to um, recover um, right. all the aches and pains. But mainly, actually, I go in there if I have decided to go adventuring and go for a bit of a hike on a rocky trail, and then my feet are killing me. So I just stand in there for uh, ten minutes and yeah, try and try and keep myself occupied. But it's a weird thing when you sometimes when you stand in the cold water, and if you're distracted, you can actually get quite comfortable in there. Oh, right. Well, I haven't then, had that then experience. It, <laughs> then it's very hard to get out because, you know, it's you're going to feel it even more when you get out. All of your so. photos that you've been posting from, it's not Flagstaff, is it? No. No. It's Scottsdale. No, it's, um, Scottsdale and yeah. Phoenix. Uh, we're actually North Phoenix. And yeah. it's, pro- it's a weird place. Like, it's it's quite a big place. And I'm discovering new parts of it every day. Um, you know, whether it's new... I haven't really run in very many different trails because I quite like the one that's really close here. It's nice and flat and there's enough variety there for, for the amount of running that I'm doing. Um, but I've been exploring some trails for walking and, you know, hiking. They're a bit hilly and rocky, so you could run on them, mm. but it would be tough going, you know. So it's often kind of nice to just do your run in a comfortable spot where you know what you're going to get. I always find um, sometimes it's nice to go for an adventure and go to a rocky trail. It looks, uh, it looks hotter than it is. Like it, it's all blue sky from what I can tell. And, uh, but from what you're saying to me, it doesn't it's not really a scorcher as we'd expect Arizona to be. No, I mean, it's hot. Like right now, it's, it's really nice when you're sitting in the sun and it's calm and there's no wind. Um, but it gets pretty cold overnight. Like it goes down to one degree overnight. Mm. Uh, so when you head out for a run in the morning, uh, there was one day I went and it looked like it was going to be really cold. So I, I did the, the glove trick. So I had t-shirt shorts and gloves and it was amazing. The gloves made such a big difference and I, I didn't feel cold at all. But then I came back and I got changed and I had to go up to watch a session in the exact same place where I had just been running. And I had on the full tracksuit, a hoodie, and it was actually pretty cold. So No gloves. No gloves. That's there it. you go. <laughs> that's the difference, I <laughs> am. You know, it's funny. Whereas last night I called into the boys' house. So they've got a nice house not far from here. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a hot tub as well. So they go oh, stand Lord. in their pool and then they alternate with the hot tub. So they were heating that up last night. But we were watching 
the um, the NFL was on, the Philadelphia Eagles were playing, mm. and they were killing the New York Giants. Um, but I was laughing because the, some of these fellas were running around, and they what looked like a fanny pack on them. And I said, "What's that?" <laughs> a bum bag. <laughs> and well, it's actually a hand warmer. Yes. So I said, "She's, I got to get one of those." So it's like it's strapped around them. And they can put their hands into it to keep warm, but some only some of them have it. Only some of them get cold hands. Yeah, and the quarterback they, needs warm hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like we have had that question in around this long run. This seems to be a real recurring theme among the people that I polled in terms of what are the number one questions in relation to your long run. Of course, people were wondering, how fast do I do it? What's the best way to refuel? How far is too far? And what percentage of your weekly mileage should your long run be? But how do you stay warm in these colder months was a big question. We're going to get to it all. Trust me. But but first, Sonia, I had the experience a few weeks ago of returning to Ireland here and going to my local woods and finding that the woods was closed. <laughs> no idea that <laughs> there were opening hours for nature. But you had pretty much the same experience this week. Yeah, well, I... I went for, I decided I wanted to go for a different dog walk because I've been taking Ollie on this two and a half K loop, which, you know, gets boring after a while. <laughs> it's handy hmm. and it's nice. But I was dropping um, Pete Julian, our head coach, off to the airport. And I said, I'm bringing Ollie with me and I'm going to stop somewhere on the way back. And it was Friday evening and I was thinking, I don't want to have to drive back in the traffic. So we'll stop halfway and find somewhere to go for a walk. So then I had to do a quick search and find something that wasn't too far away. And it was called the Lost Dog Wash Trail. So we said, okay, we'll go there. It was 15 minutes away. When I got there and there's a sign up and it said um, the gates, this was, it was at four, about 4.40 in the afternoon. And it said, um, the park closes, it said, at 5.42 p.m. And I thought, that's an interesting time to close the gate. 5.42? Yeah. <laughs> Specific thought, does it get? There's no way they close it at 5.42. It close about six would be grand. But then you head off in the signs and they say it's a mile to get to this spot. And then it's another mile to get to a spot that's kind of, it was called an overlook. So I thought, oh, well, that's obviously got a view of some kind. So we can probably get there. And now the sun is dropping at this stage as well. So I am aware that I do have to get back before dark because it's in the middle of nowhere. All The only thing out there is cactus. Right. And as you would expect, meet, yeah. Yeah, there's cactus everywhere. Cacti, if there's loads of them, I suppose. It's unbelievable. They're like trees growing up all over the place. So um, we're going along this rough, rocky trail and I'm heading for the lookout. And we did see a few people on the way back. And they were probably hurrying back to get before the mm-hmm. closing time. And in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking, there's no way they're going to close it at 5 4 two. <laughs> But then I'm also thinking, well, there is a chance. And if they do, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> so I'm envisioning that I'm calling up Raven and, you know, asking her to come. We've got to leave the car and, you know, be rescued. And uh, so we end up anyway, I saw a nice sunset. But it's so weird, like, because if you look one direction, it looks bright. And if you look the other direction, it's, it's looking really dark. Yeah. And you're thinking, we've got to get out of here. So I had two miles to get back in five minutes. So that probably wasn't going to happen. And I got the sense Ollie was getting a bit scared then too. So he started running. He was like, scur- <laughs> really going for it. So oh, he's going to break his four minute mile. <laughs> <laughs> so I get down anyway and 
you know, it all looks fairly normal down there. There's about four cars in the car park. And I think, ah, oh, it must be okay. And I get in the car and I get to the gate and the gate is closed. <laughs> Locked in. And then I was there. And then I went up, there was a sign on the gate. And um, it said, pull up close and the gate may open. But that meant nothing to me. What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, pull up close. So I'm going up to the gate and I'm kind of pulling the gate and thinking I can open it up. Or you can call a phone number. So you call this phone number and you go straight through to the police. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they're going to dispatch someone out. Anyway, they want to know. who They take all the details and they're going to dispatch someone out. And then they say, well, you know, if you manage to get out, you give us a call back. So then these people walk in through the gate and they go, oh, you just need to pull up close, drive up closer. And it goes up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Pull up close. <laughs> so we drive close to oh, the gate. Oh, you read it as pull up the close, as in the close is an object that you pull up. Yeah, pull up the gate or the chain or something. <laughs> yeah. Whereas meant, it was actually pull up close pull to up, it. Drive up close to the gate. <laughs> and sure enough, we drive up and the gate opens. <laughs> Did you ring the police back and go, how's it going? Yeah, no, I, I read the sign wrong. <laughs> I did, actually. I did. I pulled over and I called them up and I thought, well, I better at least call them because if they come out and <laughs> there's nobody here, they mightn't be too happy. <laughs> but they probably get that call every day. From different Irish people <laughs> staying in <Yeah>. Scottsdale. <laughs> Next weekend, it is the AXA Rahini five mile road race, the 39th running of it. One of the most eagerly awaited events on the athletics calendar. The event, of course, takes place Sunday the 29th at 3 p.m. And loads of you, I am told, are taking part. And there's a sprinkling of some serious athletes in it as well. Uh, this race, of course, Sonia, is famous not only for just being great crack, with runners of all levels taking part, but it also the uh, famous Rahini 5 plaque and goodie bag. This goodie bag. People keep telling me about this goodie bag that the Rahini Club arranged for this. Ronan Wogan, of course, of my run results is involved and he sorted me out with a late entry for this thing. So shout out to him. Uh, that's what I have coming up this week. What's on the horizon for you this week? Oh, I'm actually moving again this week. Not for good, but we're going to a race at the end of the week. Oh, cool. We have the Union Athletics Club we actually organized a track meet oh, brilliant. in uh, Spokane, Washington, or Spokane, as they like to call it. Yeah. Um, so, and it, which is a big Irish city. I think we spoke about this last year. Yeah, a, yeah. There was a big heart in a case in the middle of the city. So I have to go back and see if that's still there. So I'm going to actually fly to Portland because uh, Spokane is a bit of a weird place to get to. Um, and because it's, it's about five hours from Portland and it's a similar distance from Seattle. But to get to Seattle, you have to drive over these mountains and you may have to drive through lots of snow. Mm. I wouldn't be too keen on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually going to go to Portland for one night and um, then I'm going to drive to Seattle airport and fly to Spokane and then come back on Saturday. And Sophie, her college, they have a track meet on Saturday. Um, so I'm going to try, hopefully I can get there on time to go and see her run up there. I think she's going to run 3,000 metres. Fantastic. A very busy week yeah. ahead, Sonia. And I'm sure, like everybody, you're going, well, how am I going to squeeze in all of these runs? Vinnie Mulvey, of course, has been setting us our plans uh, the last couple of weeks. And today he had set us a 21 kilometre 
long run, which is a bit of a beast, especially when he had us do a session on Saturday. How did you find the session? The session, I really enjoyed it because um, I think originally it was down as doing just like eight four hundreds, hmm. and then so on your Strava that it was a bit of a mix of two hundreds, four hundreds. Yeah, but a pyramid. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred in the middle, and um, then a few more four hundreds and two hundreds at the end. So I thought, oh, that sounds nice. I'll do that, um, but I wasn't sure of the the paces and stuff to go. So I did. I knew the 400s were, would be at a good pace. Mm. And then the 800 in the middle, I thought, I'll just cruise that now. Yeah. And then the back to um, running the 400s fast again. And, and the 200s were just fast, relaxed. I'm not sure what your thinking was when you were doing it. Well, you were breaking down like that or because you were with people, you were just running along. Yeah, well, I was with the gang and I do need to give these people... A shout out, Leone, Jane, the two Pauls, Jan, Vinnie, Mick, Brian, Orla and Tony and Gareth Donnelly in particular, a really strong hill runner. And you know the way it is. You get kind of swept along with the gang and the crack of it. And I did wonder about the different experience that you had with it. In fact, let's just go to the Phoenix Park now. I grabbed a moment with Vinnie Mulvey after the session. Let's hear what he had to say afterwards. I'm here at the Papal Cross in Phoenix Park with Vinny Mulvey, vinnymulveyfitness.com, just after the Saturday session with your crew, Vinny. Thanks for having me down. It's good fun. Yeah, it was great. Great to have you here. And yeah, so we're, we're in week three of my running camp now, my January running camp, January, February running camp. And uh, we did uh, four 200s. You did, I should say. Uh, four 200s. Um, see you, Connor. Um, four 200s. Two four hundreds, one eight hundred, and then back down two fours and four twos. But I should say, and I did say to you that that's the shortened version yeah. of the. So the pyramid. other one has a kilometer at the top of it. Uh, the other one would be four twos, three fours, two eights, a k, and then back down. Now why were you so kind as to not make me do that today? Uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> so we only have an hour. So um, you know, and there's different levels of ability and, and and levels of fitness at the camp as well so i mean some people you couldn't have them doing that you know they're so encouraging i couldn't get over well first of all it was a lot faster than most of the stuff i've been doing you said it'd be a shock to my system and it was but just you get swept along in the gang yeah and that's the beauty of running with a group isn't it like yeah. you just you, you you just jump on the train and you know, when you're on your own, you start to, you start feeling sorry for yourself a bit. And, and there was even people doing that today, and you probably heard me shouting, like, stop feeling sorry for yourself <laughs> and lift the head and, and yeah. you know. Um, I didn't hear you say that, but I did hear you say at one point, <clears throat> honest efforts. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is really what it's all about. Because right? yeah. people can coast or tuck in on a shoulder and go, oh, well, I'll save it for the last rep. Yeah, and that's, look, to me, that's just uh, cheating yourself, isn't it? You know, you, you, it's all about honest effort, but controlled as well. But, like, you don't go off like the absolute, like a lunatic and then die, you know. So that, that's what I teach them at the camp as well, you know. I probably did that on the 800 now, let's be honest. I, I had I, the Vinnie Mulvey in my yeah. heart going, fuck these, going too <laughs> slow. Yeah, well, I, I feel them going you, I, I saw you, you went out, pretty hard and you didn't die by any means but you, you, I could see it was hitting you 
Yeah, but uh, about, at not? about 600 metres. But that's great. That brings you to a, a different place. It brings yeah. you to a new level of fitness. And, like, to be honest, er, like, I'm really impressed with your running. Like, I mean... Keep going. I love the confidence. You know, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, like, I am. I, you know, like, I went for a jog with you. When Two was that? Ago? Eight weeks. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say eight weeks ago. Like, and we did 3K or something. And, and you, you know, you were feeling it. You know, you were yeah. sweating, yeah. and um, and week by week, I'm looking at your sessions, and I'm like, "Geez, he's he's, he's impressing me here, and he's he's getting there." And you you done a little bit of turn of pace there today, and and but like, there's always things to be worked on as well. Yeah, of so, course, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited now, Rahini next weekend. Yeah, uh, and then you said that we might start getting <coughs> in the gym. Yeah, that we, we you're gonna have a down week after Rahini, and um, I think you said you're away working or something, but we'll we'll hook up. At yeah. some stage in the gym in Ashbourne, and um, I'll, I'll go through a, a bit of a routine with you. Uh, I'm gonna get you to buy a few um, exercise bands online, yeah. so we have them ready to go. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll text them onto you. And um, yeah, go so look, there. it was a good day, yeah, good good so session this morning. Get into the car, get warm, get, warm. Um, get some. Uh, protein. protein into you yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you might be a little bit tired from today but you'll be fine that, yeah. that's all part of cheers, training man. isn't it thanks a lot really okay. appreciate it well thanks, done yeah. cheers yeah good man so that's that I was done on Saturday and it brings us nicely on to our Sunday long run and the topic of our episode for today Sonia the long run and you were the one that suggested we talk about this because it is as we're always told the most important run of the week why is that? Well, it's definitely one of the most important runs. I'd say the long run and then the the, the one big session on the week, you know, to have the both of them in your week is definitely a, a good combination, you know, getting some good work in and then you fill in all the, the gaps all around it. Hmm. Uh, but the long run is pretty important. It's a big day, Sunday morning to get out there. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, what do you have to eat? and drink before you head out mm. and what do you do when you come back in to recover from it yeah. and you know I mean I think I probably would have taken it a bit more seriously when I was you know running 100 miles a week and you know I, I had to be ready for another big run on Monday and recovering from sessions throughout the week Yeah, but I do think there is still room for runners of all levels to you know be aware of you know what you're eating before you go out to run, that will help you to feel better. And then also what you have when you come back in immediately when you finish the run. Um, I definitely found the run a little bit harder today. I got a bit tired towards the end. And I think that was because of the session. The day before. The day before, yeah. So last week when I did, I did a similar around 20 kilometer run. And on the Saturday, I didn't do any run because I was up in Seattle and I was just went for a walk in the morning. I think I walked about 20,000 steps, but it's not the same as going out there and whacking out a session of, you know, takes about 13 kilometers altogether. Mm. Um, mm. So you definitely feel the effects of that. Um, but I was lucky enough this week, we were training in this gym um, and it's owned by a nutrition company called X Endurance. And they have all these supplements that you can have um, for pre-run, post-run, um, all different types of things. And I've kind of had some of their stuff before, but generally, I think after a session or a long run, if you can do a mix of 
some kind of protein and carbohydrate, then I think you're immediately setting yourself on the road to recovery mm. pretty fast. So you're kind of getting things going. So you're, you know, you're kickstarting the recovery before you actually sit down and have something proper to eat or have more to drink, you know, w- without thinking about it too much. I mean, this this bag of goodies that you had looked amazing. And I'm kind of flying blind on this stuff. Like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know this and know what kind of protein shake works for them. Um, but if you're like me and you're just going, I've never had a protein shake really in my life. Uh, Vinny suggested last week chocolate milk. Um, and you maybe you don't have a whole load to th- to throw on this. Like I went into one shop the, during the week looking at these things. And I was like £4.50 for like a shake, like in a in a carton. I was like, that's that's steep by anyone's standards. If you're doing an awful lot of runs, you can't be throwing like, each run can't cost you four pound fifty each each time you do it. So what would what would work for somebody operating on a budget or somebody who's starting out in this? Well, I, I think you're always better mixing things up yourself rather than having a pre mixed thing. Okay. In you know, from the, the local shop i think if you can have some kind of protein powders at home yourself then you'd be better off mm. um the, the if you buy in bulk and a lot of these co- things come in these massive big containers or big bags and i didn't really want to have that much stuff because then you got to carry it around with you yeah. so especially you know if you're traveling about the place so now i'm trying to work out how am i going to break this down into small pieces so I can take small amounts when I want to go but then I can ship the big thing to where I will mainly be (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just one more thing to think about in the logistics of packing and sorting and moving and everything else Um, but I know it can be done and I'm I'm sure it'll be worthwhile in the end Um, but I think a lot of this comes down to word of mouth and you talk to people and you see what they're using Mm. and you can take recommendations from that. Um, to me, it always has to taste reasonably good. I mean, I don't, I can't be drinking something that doesn't taste very good. Or turns your stomach when you're already probably light in the stomach yeah, after the run. I mean, like straight away after the run, I'm never really in a mood to have much to eat anyway. Hmm. So if you can get this shake into you while you're, you know, building up the courage to go in and have a shower. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of one of those things you're, I often find after a long run, you're in a state of what do I do next? And you can't really sit down. You can't lie down because if you do that, then you'll never get up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I always get into a state of busyness. So I'm always kind of, well, as soon as I come in, I start tidying up, you know, tid- tidying away the things from the breakfast that you, because you've, uh, when I go for my long run, I always, I try and set myself a deadline, you know, what time I need to be out the door. And, I can be having my coffee and a little bit of cereal before I go and reading the newspaper online or reading some emails or catching up on something. Mm. And but the you then tend to drop it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's no time to tidy up. So then I've got to do all that when I come back. And I think you feel much better when you do that before you go in the shower and then you come out and then you can get yourself going with, you know, organizing a, a meal for yourself. And what's the danger in missing that window, though? I mean, you guys mentioned this window, this you know glorious little 30-minute window directly after the run 
where you need to get this in as quick as possible. What's 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 the big deal? Like surely 45 minutes, an hour. Like I, I do find that difficult to to just go straight to putting something in my gob after a run. Well, I think when it's a drink, then it's easy. Hmm. So I think you just drink it down and then it's done. And then you can kind of take your time getting showered and changed and and you can actually take your time preparing your lunch or your brunch or breakfast or whatever it is because you're not so hungry that you're going to eat anything you can actually think a bit more rationally mm. about what what you're going to have and how you're going to prepare it and and you know it depends on how much time you've got to do that yeah yeah well, i want to give a quick shout out to somebody who was in touch during the week and actually was kind enough to send me out a massage gun as we mentioned last week, massageguns.ireland.ie popped a brilliant massage gun in the post to me. I have to say, in terms of recovery this week and something we will talk about in the second half of the show is the impact these guns can have on the tight parts of your body or the part that might be a bit sore after such a long run. Massage Guns Ireland have even given us a little discount code for you guys if you want to get 20%, which is a good chunk off one of these guns, which are already pretty reasonably priced. IRA 20 is what you want to put in there. Irishman running abroad, just to clarify what those initials are for. IRA 20 is the discount code. Go to massagegunsireland.ie. And I know, Sonia, you've got one. They sent you one too. Yes, I've been traveling around with mine. And um, yeah, I like to use it every now and then. Sometimes I forget. But um, when I do use it, it definitely is pretty effective. Yeah, we need to talk about when, though. When and how to use it. I definitely uh, was joking in my post about it on Instagram that I was using it to, you know, mash up crisps and uh, <laughs> create breadcrumb for the stuffing on a Sunday. But there is a way, there is a technique to this. You need to use the gun correctly and you use, need to use it at the right time. But before we do that, we need to bring on one of your club, club mates from Cove, Sonia, because we've obviously got a big meet-up run on the horizon. That's right, the Cove 10 is just around the corner. So who better to tell us about it than local legend Pete Howie. Pete is on the live line. Talk to Jar on 1850-715-815. Jarlard, how are you? Good, good man yourself. Sonia's right here with me. Hey, Sonia. How are hey, you doing? How are you? I'm good. I'm, you're, you're flying us. I know. I'm trying my best anyway. Mary has us whipped around that track up there. So she's uh, she's doing great stuff with us. The Mary he's referring to is Mary DeBarra, who you might remember from the Sights and Sounds episode of The Last Cove 10. Mary's been putting you through your paces and cracking the whip each week. Pete, you've been running some of the most astonishing times I've ever seen. It's like, how, what, like, what do you put it down to? Before we talk about The Cove 10, like this is, that's a big leap forward in terms of your own running. Yeah, um, you know, as Mary puts it, right, it's just time on your feet, Jared, you know, it's mm. just getting up there. It's it's getting getting involved with the club. You know, there's a big gang of us meet every Tuesday, Thursday, do a long run on a Sunday, um, you know, rack up the miles and just... Um, the rest you know, takes keep, care of itself. It does keep it slow and steady and then a bit of speed work in these 5K sessions that are popping up and just mixing it all together and just... Um, yeah, the, the results then, 
you know, they, they'll come. And that's yeah. what I'm seeing myself. So, and you know, it's, it's staying injury free as well. You know, yeah, it's, uh, it's doing the all the right stuff, listening to the body, not overdoing it and eating right and uh, taking some of the nuggets that you guys put up on the, on the podcast as well. Yeah, so that's good. You know, that's good. That's good. Glad we're getting a bit of credit there, Sonia. That's, that's <laughs> always good. But this is, this is the, the, the pitch man for the Cove 10 mile road race on April 2nd. I have so many people excited about this, uh, Pete. There really is so many listeners who are heading down. And this week you unveiled what has to be the sexiest running top to go with a road race this year. It's looking good, isn't it? Yeah, the (laughs) the grand reveal is only coming about now. So we should be able to share that with your listeners very soon. Remarkable top for a remarkable race. I think you'll agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sonia, you're you're obviously coming back for it. You're in training for it. So this is the opportunity that people, you know, want is the opportunity to run the roads that you ran as a youngster to get to where you are. It's a special race, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a point every year, I think. And I think, oh, I don't think I'll be able to do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come to the new year and you get, you know, I always fall into some positive training plan of some kind and and this year it's been with yourself and training for the London Marathon and then Vinny passing out nuggets of advice there and mm. you know it's always nice to have I think new input from different people it's always it's generally the same stuff mm. um, but it's just sometimes it's communicated differently and it's just I suppose interacting with another person um, yeah. who you know is giving you suggestions of what to do and they're happy to listen to feedback. And then by doing that, you feel that you're progressing every week mm. and you start to enjoy it even more again. Um, mm. So I think, you know, we, do, we all do go through waves of ups and downs in running. But I think once you commit to an event and decide you want to do it, then, um, you, I don't know, you, you just, your body reacts positively to it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're running, it feels better, it feels easier. And you don't dwell on it too much. You just get out there and get the work done. Well, Sonia mentions enjoyment, Pete. This is the most enjoyable experience I've had in all the races that I've done over the last two years. So much fun, so much crack, so well organized. Entry fee is only 25 euros plus an extra 265 for postage, which isn't too bad, all things considered. That includes, of course, your chipped race number and finishing mug. Has to be said, the mug is spectacular and gets use in the Regan House every single week. Breakthrough Cancer Research is, of course, the charity and the further development of the Ballymore Cove Athletic Club and Juvenile Facilities at the future of Ireland's uh, athletes. Um, it is, Pete, and it's worth mentioning as well. Last year, we, we we gave a nice donation to the Cove Red Cross as well. You know, another another very important service that that's down here. You know, these races couldn't happen without without such people. So, breakthrough cancer research, absolutely, the Cove Red Cross, and the as you say, the future developments of the club. You know, yeah, the up well, and coming the up and coming stars of the future. I have I have booked my Airbnb. There's still plenty of room at the Commodore Hotel, which is obviously the hotel of choice for this because this hotel is literally at the finish line. So if you've ever wanted to cross the line and literally run up the stairs three minutes later into the shower, that opportunity is available to you only at the Cove 10. Do you have a giveaway at all, Pete, you can do for us? Can we give some listener now free free entry into this race somehow? Do you know what, Charlotte? It would be fantastic um to get you up one of our 
shiny new quarter zip tops and free entry uh, okay. for one of your lucky listeners. Brilliant. Okay, well, I'll I'll pose the question now. Um, when uh, Sonia broke the record for what distance will we go for Sonia? We'll get people to to answer this piece of trivia. Which world um, record do you want to have them come about, up with the time? How about the 10 mile? How about the 10 mile world record? There we uh, go. You need the time, the location and the year. The time, the location and the year that Sonia broke the 10 mile. No, Goog- no Googling now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off the top of the head. <laughs> great, great stuff. That's the challenge. The 10 mile uh, world record that Sonia, we want the time. Uh, the year and the place that this took place and you could be walking away with free entry to the Cove 10 and one of these beautiful quarter zip tops that we've mentioned. Pete Howie, thanks for jumping on the live line. Great talking to you, Jarla. Thanks, Sonia. All talk the best. To you. Talk to you okay. soon. Best of luck. Uh, good work. Thanks. Bye, bye, bye. He's already gone, Sonia. That's that's how that's how <laughs> that's professional just, Pete Howie is. That's how fast he is. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Jar on 1850 715 815. Don't forget to hear the second half of this episode and gain access to all of Sonia's coaching tips and the Irishman Abroad podcast episodes. Visit patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. I think anybody can be a runner. It just depends on what level of runner you want to be. It's a new world record for Sonia O'Sullivan. Brilliant run by the Irish girl. Sullivan has closed the gap quietly, efficiently, but most of all, economically, and that is important. Running is one of those that you can actually get started without too much. It's probably one of the simplest sports you can do. You really don't need a whole lot. People think that they need more than they need. Well, that's an impressive piece of running so far by Sonia O'Sullivan. Yes, I am still running, but I'm running because I enjoy it. Sonia O'Sullivan is moving out nicely. Is this to be Ireland's first ever female world champion? Sonia O'Sullivan is on her way to another magnificent victory. Running is a kind of a, an adjective or that you can use to describe a lot of different things. And Sonia O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland and our home city of Cove.